Welcome back to Obstacles Under the Surface. I am your host, Katie Wenger, psychotherapist and creator of psychoeducational material to help you live a happier and more peaceful life. Today's episode is How to Live Consciously, and our guest is Amrit Singh. He is a life coach and has been coaching people for over 25 years in Germany, India, United States, and Mexico. He works on such issues with his clients as what you most want in life, what makes you happy, what is blocking you, and how can you make living the best life a reality for you. He incorporates meditation and kundalini yoga and is truly inspiring. Enjoy today's episode. I'm here with Amrit Singh and he is a life coach We're going to start off today by listening to Amri tell us a little bit about what he does as a life coach and why that is such a passion for him. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. So you tell us about your life coaching that you do, it sounds like, with individuals, Omri. Yeah. I I started coaching people as I was looking back. I was thinking, oh, my God, I've been doing this for 30 years. But wow. I'm, I'm really doing it as a full-time thing now for the last couple of years. And the joy and excitement I feel in it is that I get to help people. I get to uplift people's energy. People walk away with a big smile and they're excited and motivated to make a change in their life. And it's just such a fulfilling job that even if I wouldn't get paid, I would probably do it all day long. And so that that was a really good sign for me to realize, oh my God, this this is my, my dream job. Right, yeah, that's how you know. That's wonderful. <laughs> What types of clients come to you? What are they looking for? The types of people I get are people who are interested in meditation, in spiritual development. They already have a little bit of experience. They tried a couple of yoga classes or they meditated a couple of times. And then they realize that really for themselves to go forward and take their practice to the next level. They want to have a little bit of support. So that's one type of client, right? Who really wants to go dive deeper into the yoga and meditation field and kind of takes advantage of me as a mentor with with all my experience. And then the other type of client I get is, is people who are just really motivated to make a change in their life. It usually has to do with some some situation they felt stuck in, either 
a relationship or, or not being in a relationship or not being able to generate the amount of money they need to live comfortably or like a big move, like moving to a different country and they're nervous around it. Is it the right thing to let go of everything they have and start building something new? So what we do then with those clients is we really explore the options and explore what they truly want. That's for me the exciting point where I come to working with a specific set of questions to really get them out of their mind and into their hearts and to really connect to the heart and really say like, this is what I truly want. Oh my God, I never heard myself say this out loud and now I know I want this. And then with those people, then we can take it to the next level where we say, okay, what do you need to do to get there? And then they're like, oh my God, I, I need to sit on my computer for this many hours a week and do this. But now I know why. Now it's not just this mental idea of, oh yeah, it would be nice to have a million dollars in my bank account. But now when it becomes a real thing where they say, I need to make $30,000 in the next six months because then I can do this, which, which is me following my heart, that's when it becomes powerful and that's when people get excited about moving. Yeah, and that must be so fulfilling for you and for yeah. them. I know I hear from clients a lot or it comes out in therapy that they don't necessarily know what they want in life or out of life. And that ties in with our topic of how to live consciously. So yes. that is really great that you're able to help people define that for themselves. Yeah. No, that's this actually my my most favorite question. When I come to the point with a client where they just look at me with big eyes and blink and say, I don't know. Yeah. What I've done in the past is I said to them and there was a little spiky response where I said, What do you pretend that you don't know? And then they just look at me like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we all have our answers inside of us. What I do now when I get someone to this point is I invite them to do a meditation with me right there on the call. And we do like a 10, 15 minute guided meditation where I really energetically bring them into their heart, have them connect with every aspect of their being and really completely feel their presence and then I take the information which I got from the conversation before and integrate that into that meditation and into that visualization. And then suddenly people start going off afterwards, say, oh, I know, it's this, it's that, this is what I want, this is what I want. And so it's a really beautiful way of combining meditation techniques with the coaching approach, really guiding people to find their own answers. Yeah, that's unique, I think. And I can see how it would help them open up more, open up their own mind, open up to you if they're feeling completely relaxed and really in touch with, you know, that point that you can get to with, with guided meditation. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful to see that everybody knows we all know for ourselves, we know what the right path is. We know where we want to be. We know what we want. We know what makes us happy. 
sometimes we get disconnected from that because we're just up in our mind and we think like, I have to do this. I have to get my kids to school. I have to pay the rent. I have to, <laughs> right? You're just going crazy and you're just spinning circles in your head. But that deep inner knowing is there. And I think that's why people so over the last 10, 15 years are so attracted to ayahuasca because they, they get suddenly they get this deep experience of, oh, my God, I know. But the thing is, you don't have to fly to Peru and do a one week ceremony where you throw up and you poop all over yourself. You can do this inside yourself in 10 minutes over Zoom. <laughs> wow. How, and how can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? Or I mean, it's I know a very simple technique, which I use. I, I really I start focusing on the breath just with simple breathing. And then I bring the clients in their hearts by connecting with the heartbeat, by connecting with with like, a you know, visualizing a bright light coming from the heart and really expanding and engulfing them all. And it's, it's very different. It's very uh, individually tailored for each client. So I kind of go with my intuition that I, I don't know before what I'm going to say. And it just comes. And so I go with the flow. And because I, I meditate with my client at the same time, also through my meditative space, it makes it a little easier for the client to connect with their own meditative space. So it's, it's a much quicker and deeper experience for them. Yes, I'm sure that is much, much more effective to really be present with them in the moment and be present in, in your own mind and they're present in their own mind and to see what comes to you to guide them at that time. Yeah. So what what are some of your pieces of guidance that you can offer to our listeners about how to start living consciously? I would say most simple and most effective thing you can do right now while you're listening to this podcast is to just connect to your breath and just consciously breathe. Take a deep inhale, hold it for a little bit and take a complete deep exhale. And just keep doing that for one minute for three minutes, for five minutes, for 10 minutes, whatever you can get yourself to do. Go outside, sit on a nice bench somewhere in a park, close your eyes and just feel the sun on your face and breathe long and deep. Don't worry about thoughts coming in your head or this or that or whatever. Just consciously always come back to your inhale, to your exhale, to how your body feels as you breathe. This would be my, my number one recommendation because we all... Breathe morning till, not morning till night, but we breathe 24-7 is part mm -hmm. of our existence to breathe. And the second we make this consciously aware and has this superpower calming effect on your own mind. Yes, I've experienced that and I, I try to do that. I think that is a great way to come into the present, to come in to your own conscious moment is to come back to your breath. And it's something you can do not only when you are by yourself, but 
you know, maybe when you're spending time with loved ones and you really want to be present and not thinking about the next thing that you have to do or what's on your list or how busy is your schedule later that day. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's so powerful because it's so quick. I mean, it really just takes three to five breaths and you feel it different right there. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's wonderful advice. And, you know, you and I had talked previously about self-love and how important it is. And I think that's a way to foster it and also to grow and find that self-love is being present with yourself. Yeah. No, it's super powerful because just to be present with yourself and to sit with yourself and to go inside yourself and recognize yourself and not judge certain aspects because you think those are the bad aspects of yourself and over here are the good aspects of yourself, but to really hold yourself in totality and in true being of who you are, that's really how you can make a change in your life. Yes, absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, a lot of people don't take time to do that and then might wonder, why don't I connect with that self-love or why don't I feel it or why don't I have it? But it's something that you have to spend time on and cultivate. And also, as you mentioned, that complete acceptance of who you are is a big part of it. Yeah, it's it's so powerful because on one hand, our society is is so much about, hey, I, I want to take care of myself. I want to be able to buy that steak I want to buy. I want to drink this bottle of wine because I want to drink it. I want to be able to smoke the cigarette because I want to smoke it. But the, the confusion there comes in when people don't understand that that is not an act of self-love when you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. It's not an act of self-love if you drink a carton of wine a day. That's you honoring yourself and saying like, okay, I, I really want this and I wasn't allowing myself to do this earlier. But you're mixing two things together there. One is this destructive tendency, which really will create damage in your system. And the other one is to say, I want to honor myself. And on that one Saturday, once a week, I will enjoy my one glass of wine and I really will cherish it because that's important to me. It's a big difference to, oh, I cherish two bottles of wine a night and that, because that's not what it is. And so people get a little confused, I think, in this self-love thing where they're like, I do whatever I want and do it for myself. But, you know, there's, there's a big difference between doing something for self and doing something out of ego. And that's important to know the difference. Interesting and great point. And I think it comes back to doing those things that you want to do at a moderate or a minimal level, but doing it consciously. Like you said, having that one glass of wine on the day that you, you usually have it and really enjoying it and being in the moment of feeling like you're giving this to yourself rather than 
what probably a lot of people do, which is, you know, drinking glasses of wine or whatever alcoholic beverage they're having while they're doing other things or socializing and not being present with themselves. Exactly. And that the, the biggest flaw in this thinking process is that those people who behave in that way subconsciously think they're honoring themselves and they're giving themselves self-love and that every extra glass of wine they drink, they can give themselves more. So they don't understand the, the, the challenge which comes with it, which is you are actually destroying your body and your mind by these two large quantities of alcohol you're taking in. Your body cannot process that. So you are doing the opposite from self-love. And I think this is like such a, such a key element here because it's, it's a little bit like saying, I'm smoking one cigarette once a month in a ritualistic way because I want to honor my ancestors like the, the American Indians did in that way. Or I just smoke a pack a day, right? It's not your, you're not honoring yourself more by doing more of these kinds of things. So then it's better to have a habit where you say, I give myself self-love because I go to a yoga class or I give myself self-love because I buy myself a $10 juice because I know this is good for me. Those are the patterns where you can then repeat and, and do that more often than once. But this is a really important part for people to recognize and to reflect back on. Those are some great strategies and ways to practice that. I, for the clients that I have who self-love is very foreign to them, meaning they don't understand what it really is or how you fully do that. I often explain it that you, you know, if you have the capacity to love other people and you have people that you love in your life and you take care of them in certain ways, or you prioritize them, you want to be able to do those same things for yourself. And that example that you gave, I think is a way to relate that for people to understand. You wouldn't do something that you know is damaging or harmful to someone that you love to show them love or take care of them. You would you would do it in a, you show it in a way that is healthy and is giving. And if you apply that same concept to yourself, it's easier for people to understand who haven't really had this be part of their mindset before. Yeah, no, totally. And it's, it's such a powerful thing to just go through this mindset shift of saying like, Hey, I like treating other people with kindness and love because I see what a nice relationship I can develop with those people who I treat nicely. And now, how wow, how interesting could that be to develop this same beautiful relationship with myself and not myself together, but myself separate and with a capital S Like, who am I? What's myself? What's my essence? And to kind of get to know that part of self 
like you get to know a new friend and get to relate to and say like, hey, I, I like hanging out with this new version of myself. I like being kind to it. I like opening my heart to myself. I like opening my heart to my dark shadows and to my light sides and holding myself as totality. And suddenly it becomes this beautiful, new, flirtatious, new romantic relationship with self. And I think that's a beautiful way of, of deeply connecting. You hit on a, an important point there, I think, which is when you said, I don't know if you said embracing or you part of it is your dark side, that part of self-love is being able to look at your weaknesses, accept that they're part of you. And that doesn't mean that if it's something that needs to be changed, you don't work towards that change. Yeah. But self-love is accepting your total self, even with your dark side. Yeah, totally. And I think it's such an important thing that you bring it up again like this, because when you look at little children, none of them have an issue with self-love. They all have that connection with self. They know how to love themselves. This is something learned and, and created by our minds because there comes a point in, and it's usually in the childhood or in teenage years or early adult years where something happens and people make that conscious choice to say, oh, I'm not worth of self-love because I had this thought, because I, I did this action, I did this. And then in a subconscious way, this gets turned around in, oh, no aspect of myself is worth loving. And look, I can just function without even having to look at this. And so I think this is where it becomes so interesting because as soon as a person says, I want to look, that's where where the healing can begin. Yeah, that's very important, I think, for a lot of people to hear that. And you explained it so well, how I think the process happens from childhood until or through adulthood, where we first get the notion that we're not worthy of love or self-love and that becomes more of a general mindset and really can get people in a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. Psychologically and emotionally. And then also, you know, even though that's not our focus is to, it impacts their relationships. And I was going to ask you that question about, do you think without self-love, we can have a healthy romantic relationship? I think we can certainly pretend to. And mm -hmm. we're all pretty good at pretending because, you know, we, we kind of see this in our surroundings where we see other people pretending and you can pretend to be happy or can pretend to love someone. You can pretend to be sad if someone passes. Like you can, you can put on these these fake personas and just act those out in, in the world. But obviously, you know, and this is the old uh, proverb of if you don't love yourself, you can't really love anyone else. We all know that. 
mentally, right? We know that that sentence yeah. written down makes sense. But then we think like, oh, I, I can probably love someone else and I can, I can show love here, I can show love there. But it will always be incomplete. It will always be without root. You know, it will always be like a, like a big tree that you build your love on without roots. And so when the storm comes, what happens to that tree, right? It just got, gets knocked over right away. And then you can say again, ah, see, it didn't work. Yes. Yes, another great explanation that pretending to feel something or pretending to be connected or have a good relationship or have love for someone else isn't sustainable through the twists and turns that come with life. And when the hard times do come, you can't really weather them without that genuine connection to self and that other person. Yeah, exactly. For the clients that you work with, do you find that it's hard for them to accept and love themselves even with their weaknesses or past mistakes or negative views of themselves? It's challenging, yeah. I mean, and I think this is something we all struggle with. We all come to this point where we're like, okay, you know, I can love all this 98% of myself, but then this 2% over here, maybe I, I love that a little bit less. And so this is, the, this is the same story for everybody, even if you just love 40% of yourself and you say 60% is non-lovable. But the story is the same. And it's tricky to to just mentally change that because it doesn't work to just say, oh, I'm just going to love myself starting this second. And then you're like, oops, it didn't work. But this yeah. is why I love meditation so much because in meditation, you can come to this point of totality and of acceptance, of integrations of your whole being. And then suddenly you realize that love is there all the time anyway, and that you are a hundred percent package deal. And that this whole separation with the mind made up, which made so much sense in the head, suddenly doesn't make any sense in the heart. And then suddenly these same people can come to a point where they can just fully accept themselves. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, or even if it's just for a short moment, but this experience of true acceptance of self, this experience of 100% judgment-free self-love is so powerful and it's worth more than reading five books on self-love, in my opinion. Yeah, that sounds like the best way to initiate that practice and mindset shift and then to maintain it so the listeners can understand where you start with with clients and and this rooted part of the guided meditation would you be willing to do a short guided meditation with us today sure yeah we can do something for five minutes okay yeah, that would be wonderful and I think would be a way to show 
people who aren't familiar with it, how helpful it can be and what, you know, why that is, again, the root of your work and where you start with people. Yeah, perfect. So I always like to start with taking your left hand and put it right in the center of your chest and take your right hand and put it on top of it. Okay. And then in this space, just really naturally let your eyes close and start connecting with your breath. Really make your inhale and your exhale as conscious, as long, as slow, and as deep as you can. And then as you continue to focus on your breath, continue to take deep inhales, deep exhales. Don't judge anything that's going on in your mind. Your mind is racing or you're thinking about where you have to be later or what you have to buy or prepare for dinner or whatever. Just let all these things happen. With your conscious mind, stay with the breath. And really focus on making it as long and deep as you can. A little trick you can use is that on the inhale, your belly stretches out and gives a lot of space to the diaphragm and allows the lung to expand fully, fully, fully. And on the exhale, it goes backwards. Your belly button gets pulled in. That pushes the diaphragm up. And it pushes the air out of the lungs. So you can now focus on your breath, on the expansion of your lungs, on the movement of your diaphragm and your belly button. And then very consciously feel the air coming in through your nose and going out through your nose. Feel the feeling of the air traveling inside your nose and inside your lungs. And then if you can, feel the beat of your heart under your hands. If you can't feel it, just imagine it. And you'll see that through your imagination, you will feel something. Stick with that. Stay focused on your breath. Stay focused on the movement of the navel. And now visualize a white, golden healing light coming from your heart from this point under your hands. It's not really where the physical heart is, which is up to the left a little bit, but the center point in your chest, 
where your heart energetic center is. That's right down the middle line of your body. And feel that light expanding under your hands. Bright golden light, like a little sun, right in the center of your chest. Visualize that. Stay focused with your breath, feelings inside your nostrils, your belly moving. And then expand this little light from the center of your heart and have it engulf your whole chest, your arms, your upper body, and allow it to grow and expand until it fully surrounds your whole body. And allow yourself to sit in the center of this golden light. And recognize how this light covers every aspect of your being. There's no judgment in that light. It's there for every aspect of self. It's similar to how the sun warms us and lights us up without judgment without separation, just as whole and as totality. And just allow yourself to sit in this light and this brightness and experience yourself. Experience yourself totally accepted, totally real and authentic, with all your flaws, with all your challenges, with all your strengths, with all your love, with all your anger, with all your neuroses, whatever you have, allow it to just be fully accepted by this golden light you are sitting in the center of. Remember to stay focused on your breath. And very consciously with your breath now, inhale the golden light into your lungs, into your being. And exhale all the tension and all the challenges out into this surrounding circle of light. And keep circulating like this. Inhale this energy of self-acceptance and exhale all the tensions, all the doubts, all the challenges. And when you practice this on your own, you can extend this last period of breathing in and out for as long as you like, you can go for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 
just practice this. So today we're going to cut it short here. Take a deep and conscious inhale. And exhale completely. Inhale again. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale, relax your hands down into your lap. And then very slowly, when you're ready, open your eyes again. That was very powerful. I think that's one of the best, if not the best, guided meditations I've listened to, and I listen to them frequently. I love that idea of the golden light growing and surrounding you and then breathing it in. I think that was very, was very healing, and the aspects that you added in about loving and accepting yourself fully and all all your parts yeah and it's ultimately it's just it's a practice it's like a muscle we need to flex and especially if we haven't really had a lot of self-love and acceptance in our life that muscle is just not as trained as it could be and so by us doing five minutes, 10 minutes of this once a day, even it creates such a powerful effect just after a couple of weeks of practice that I would strongly recommend for anyone who wants more self-love and acceptance in their life to practice something like this. That's a great recommendation. And thank you so much for doing that. I think it's something I will listen to many times and integrate into my meditation practice as well. And I hope that those of you listening found it as helpful and that you can utilize that too. It gives you an idea as well of what working with Amrit can do for you and I'd like you, Amri, to tell our listeners what the best way is to contact you, to find information, to reach out to you, to if they'd like to be clients. Well, probably the best way is to just find me on my website, which is coachingnow.info. So it's super easy to find coachingnow.info. And okay. then the other area where I always post something new every day is on TikTok. I really enjoy being on TikTok. And I know that's kind of a hate-love relationship with TikTok. Mm -hmm. Either people love it or they hate it. And so if you're right. one of the people who loves it, come check me out on TikTok. You can just find me there with Amrit Singh Range. So it should be super easy to, to find. And then maybe one more thing I can share is I don't know, yeah. when, when is this podcast going to air? So it will be within the next week. Oh, perfect. So I have this um, Kundalini Yoga and meditation course coming up on the 3rd of April to the 7th. And it's okay. a five-day Zoom course. 
It will be live on Zoom and it's going to be at 12 o'clock Eastern. But for those people who can make it at the time, I'll also have the recordings available. And I'm super excited about that because the first time I'm, I'm sharing uh, material like this. And so I'm really going into how do you prepare for meditation? How do you sit down? And then we're going to spend 20 minutes, half an hour meditating together on each day. And then we're going to do a Q&A at the end. So that's that's something else we can maybe also add to the show notes so it's easier yes. to find. Yes, I can add that in along with your links and where to find you about that upcoming course. And again, I would recommend that to anyone who is ready to take this journey with Amri, take this journey with yourself and grow to a greater awareness, how to live consciously and for self-love most importantly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Emery, for joining us today and for all the information you gave us and the different perspective that I think we often hear, but is so healing. Yeah. And ultimately it comes down to, to just get out of our heads a little bit and get into our bodies and get into our hearts and just practice and whatever does that for you, do more of that in your life. Absolutely. Wonderful. We are going to end our podcast today, but make sure that you check out Amrit's work and follow him and take some of his courses to connect with yourself even more. And that only leads to a happier and peaceful life, I believe. Thank you for joining us today on Obstacles Under the Surface, How to Live Consciously, Our guest today was Amrit Singh, who is a life coach, and you can find all of his information on coachingnow.info. There you will find links to his Instagram, his TikTok, which is wonderful, and his Facebook page. I highly encourage you to check out his website and the life coaching that he does. When you hear the guided meditation that he did for us today, you can imagine how wonderful it would be to work with him on a continuing basis and how you would feel being able to Have him guide you to find what you really want out of life. He has a five-day meditation course that is beginning next week, which I highly recommend. It incorporates the Kundalini Yoga and meditation techniques. You will practice these ancient yogic practices with him. Find enormous healing And it will allow you to strengthen your connection with your true self. 
It just sounds like something so many of us could use. And to be able to have that available to you online is such a wonderful resource for you to be able to have. So thank you again for joining today. And I hope that you find Amrit's work and his guided meditation and any further ones that you experience helpful and rejuvenating. And I look forward to you joining me on future episodes.